This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Yes, good morning, indeed. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, aided and abetted by yours truly, Dean Holland. How are you this morning, Charlie? Very well. Thanks for asking. Yeah. What is going on today well, on this beautiful, this beautiful, is it last day? It's the last day of September. It is. Yeah. Oh, good point. Yeah, tomorrow's October. Okay, so this is a very different day, and it's going to be a different show, because you and I are face-to-face in my office. We are, My yes. home office. Indeed, and uh, it's a beautiful view. I get to look outside and see your garden that I ask about all the time, yeah. Yeah. and uh, we've already been walking around in it this morning, which has oh, been really fun right. a little bit, see and, uh, and right outside your window is a most impressive spider web. Yeah, I figure it's about a meter by a meter. Yeah, it's crazy how beautiful it is. Massive, big spider. And yeah, everything. yeah. It's very cool. But the reason you're here mm. is mm-hmm. that I got to see a different side of Dean Holland last night yeah. at the Empire Theater yeah. in Belleville. And one word, wow. Wow. Well, thank you so much. We have... It- it was so cool. Well, we have I think a lot of fun. he was my garden show Robin, right? Yeah. Was my sidekick. You know, yeah. my do the numbers guy. But yep. no, you're a performer, well, a singer, a, a comedian. Uh, it was great. It was really excellent. fun. Well, Tom Thompson's Wake. Tom Thompson's Wake, if yeah. If anybody can get out and see it, do it. Yeah, we're in Coburg tonight at the uh, Victoria Theater there, I believe. Victoria Hall, I think that's what it is. Yeah, and we're doing dates all around the province. We're in London, we're in Chatham, we've got Guelph coming up, we've got to Brantford still. And so we're, yeah, over the next uh, two or three weeks, we're uh, we're all over the place. Yeah, it's good. So Friday nights, Saturday nights, generally? uh, Generally speaking. Actually, uh, when we're in Brantford, we're uh, we're on the Monday, because it is the birth date, and I'm going to have to look it up, where it's the birth date of one of the other group of seven on that Monday, the 23rd, and he was born in Brantford. So oh. the city of Brantford wanted the show to yeah. fall on that day. So yeah, we're there. Yeah. A new Canadian folk musical about uh, yeah. about the about Tom Thompson and uh, from written from three different perspectives, you know, from uh, so it gives you kind of it, it keeps you wondering. Well, it's entertaining. It's it teaches us history. It's beautiful like art, obviously history, yeah. and then you know, World War One history, all of it. It yeah. was cool. Excellent. Well done. Good. Well, it was nice to have you there. Um, we should, oh my goodness, we have to get to the numbers. Yep. Okay, so uh, we would love for you to call us. Uh, if you live in Toronto, the number is 416-360-0740. Or if you live anywhere else in the province of Ontario, uh, the number is one 866 744740 And uh, do let us know, let Ashy know more specifically, if you are a first-time caller, and of course... I will give you your garden wings. We want you to call often. We want you to call early. And please, one question per call, okay? So we will be right back with much more on The Garden Show. 
Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Okay, yes, indeed, we are back here on the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin in Prince Edward County. And uh, Charlie, you have a couple of announcements you'd like to get to, yeah? Uh, yeah, absolutely, I do. So, a uh, couple of things coming up. Agent Court Guard, oh, sorry, I'm having trouble reading through all these little layers. Agent Court Garden Club is meeting and inviting everybody to join on October the 2nd. Yeah, Monday, October 2nd, so day after tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Knox United Christian Education Center. Okay. 2575 Midland Avenue at Shepherd. Uh, seven o'clock, they meet to socialize because, you know, garden clubs they have great food and great social time. Uh, there will be, it looks like um, a flower show okay. competition. Yep. Bringing entries by 7.15. Meeting starts at 7.30. Uh, Marie Decker is teaching everybody about vegetables and harvesting to the table. Nice. All right. That's that one. And one more. Heather Snopoli sent a note Tina Van Andel, who is a Toronto Master Gardener, yep. will be speaking to the Riverdale Hort Society on October 11th, 7 p.m. They meet at the um, Frankland Community Centre, okay. which is on the, just south of the Danforth at Logan. They meet at 7 p.m. Tina's amazing. She's yeah. worth going to the event just to enjoy her. her. She's actually speaking on... Uh, putting the garden to bed, I believe. So yeah, that's always fun. Like yeah, garden to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Little, yeah it's little, time. You know, crocheting some little blankets <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> you know, sleeping bags for the for the spiders. Um, bottom line, it could be a hybrid meeting, so okay. you could attend by Zoom as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, they're not positive yet. So stay on top of it all by going to RiverdaleHorticultural.ca. Okay, great. Okay, well, I think we are. It's time to go to our first caller. We have um, we have Marcia on the line from Toronto. Welcome to the Garden Show, Marcia. Oh, good morning. Thank you. So happy to be here. Thanks for calling. Yeah. And how's the, how are the skies where you are, Marcia? Uh, clear blue. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm Same in here. Toronto, Prince Edward County is just sky. a clear blue day today. Yeah, it's a wonderful day. Um, I have a question about this tropical flowering plant, and you know I forgot the name of it, and I, maybe Charlie knows it. Um, it grows in Florida. People have it here in Toronto. What would that be? Because I have a question about it. Could it be a hibiscus, perhaps? That's what it is. That's what it is, Charlie. Okay. Thank you. So I have a hibiscus growing outside, and I noticed that a lot of the branches are just like brittle wood so i trimmed them right back and then i have two branches that are sprouting these big green leaves so i'm just wondering what to do with it like I'm, it looks sort of weird <laughs> so is it on a straight stem like a little miniature tree or is it more like a bush it's more like a, it's, it's about two and a half feet tall Okay. And the two branches that are sprouting are about two feet long. And they're sprouting from the two and a half foot point or from the ground? From the roots, like it's in a pot. Okay. Okay. So what you've done is right. Sharp pruners cut away all the dead. 
right away. Right. That makes total sense. Where you've got live, when it looks weird, like two stems going nowhere, keep those pruners out and bring those both those branches by down by about a half, I'd say. Just take them down to just above a leaf or a leaf bud, and you will get some uh, branching. That, that's what you're going to do to give that plant a better form. So you're saying trim those two sprouting branches right back? Yep, about halfway. And you're bringing that plant in soon as well before frost. Okay. All right. Great. Okay. That's what I'll do then. All right. Thank you so much, Charlie. Thanks for calling. Okie dokie. Though, uh, you know what? I always think of you as a bit of a garden detective. I was, I was um, <laughs> smiling from ear to ear. And uh, I thought, wow! So with it's Marcia's a, question. with Marsha's question. It grows in Florida, and they and people have them in Toronto. I thought, wow! If you get that, and you got hi, hi, hibiscus, and I was yeah. like, wow! <laughs> and she got it. There you go. Wow! I know it, it's true. It's yeah. so funny. I think back. To, so I have this plant. It's got green leaves. Um, <laughs> do you know what it might be? Yeah. Okay, tell me the shape of the leaves. Well, they're kind of oval, maybe round. <laughs> Okay, I need more than that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got to say, you know what? I'm, I chuckled this morning when I went out your back there and I saw all of the amaryllis pots lined up. <laughs> You've got about 10 of them all getting that photosynthesis, right? Yeah, they're, you know? they're coming in soon. Is it? Yeah, it's yeah. almost time. Yeah, well, it's crazy. It's going to be October tomorrow. Yeah, yeah for so sure. So we got to be thinking about some of these tropicals. Right, as you say, and we do have to put things to bed. Mm -hmm. Okay, we are going to take a break in just a moment. I'm going to give the numbers out again, though. 416-360-0740 is the Toronto number, or anywhere else in the province of Ontario. Give us a call, one 740 4740 if you have an indoor gardening question, an outdoor gardening question. Hey, even if you have an amaryllis question, <laughs> we will happily take it. Okay, so lines are open. Uh, give us a call. We'll be right back with much more on The Garden Show. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, frogs, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Yes, we are back here on The Garden Show, and I am going to do a, a bit of a double shout-out because um, I connected with an old friend of mine, not that she's old, well, we're both getting older, but uh, <laughs> uh, a dear friend of mine from many years ago when I started working up in this is area back in 97, uh, Marilyn is her name, so hey there, Mayor, and uh, we got talking last night about a mutual friend, mm. yeah, Frank Proctor. Ooh, yeah. everybody loves Frank. Yeah, she said, oh, Frank, and uh, uh, because she works in the art industry and she was my stage manager up here. She yeah. also stage managed for Die for oh, Frank's uh, wife. for Frank's wife Die yeah. Die Nyland Proctor, mm -hmm. uh, who worked who I worked with. She directed mm -hmm. me not on a show that Marilyn was on. So we're all connected like that spider web outside. Uh, yeah, exactly. That, yeah. Little yeah. Did, did you ever work out in Charlottetown with Die? Or I no? did not. In no, Ontario. I, uh, yeah, I worked. Uh, I had a show at the Jubilee Theater in oh. in Summerside once. So nice. I, we scooted in and saw Anne of Green Gables, and I was laughed because my my youngest. Uh, my oldest child, who's now 22, we took her to see Anna Green Gables because our boy, who's now 20, was too young. Yeah. And she she 
she fell asleep before Matthew died. So we joke <laughs> that she still doesn't know. <laughs> it's a good thing. There you go. Okay. Okay, let's go to our next caller. We have um we have Joan on the line, and Joan is calling from Burlington. Welcome to the Garden Show, Joan. Thank you so much. It's so nice to talk to you two again. Um, Johnny, mm. I want to ask you about my hanging baskets. It's coming time to dispose of them. Um, the root ball, what do I do with that? Does it go in the composting bag or not? A composting bag that you're going to send what? off the property? Yeah. yeah like, like Burlington okay, has, so a, has a, a, a program where we put all our, our garden stuff, leaves them into a brown bag, and they collect it and they compost it. Right, the yard waste. Is yeah. the, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so the yard waste. you yeah. can. Everything except the plastic pot can go into yeah. the bag. Personally, mm-hmm. I would keep the, the root ball. Uh, if you don't have a composter, perhaps you can just throw, break it up and throw it into the garden. Oh. It's soil, right? Yeah. Just well, don't, don't keep the, the dead plants, but keep the roots. They're fine. They'll, they'll decay. So I can throw it under the, heat, the cedar hedge and it'll be good? Sure. Sure. Thank you so much. Enjoy your day. Thank you. Thank you very much, John. And uh, I would think also based on uh, information that Paul Oliver gave us last week Mm -hmm. that the birds might, you know, it becomes something that they can pick at or shelter in or I don't know. Yeah, it's I just never throw away organic matter, you know, me and my mantra. If you've got organic matter, soon we're going to have lots of leaves. Yeah. You can send them away or you can keep them. The right. Leaf mulch is one of the most magical things you can make. You don't even have to make it. Right. <laughs> you just pile up the leaves okay. and they'll turn into leaf mulch and the plants love it. They love it. Okay. So so put put all of that on your garden. Is it better leaves, to break yes. it up? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can break it up, can you put it like in a bin with a with a with a weed whacker <laughs> and just, you know, like yeah, sorry. I'm just joking, thinking about it. <laughs> you know why? It's a good idea. They yeah. show it. They recommend it. Yeah. I've tried it. You stick your weed uh, whacker yeah. into the garbage can, and all the leaves they blow fly up. up. <laughs> okay, so it's not as easy as they write. But as I understand it, the more uh, in anything that you're putting in your composter, uh, the more cuts you make into it, the more, the easier it is for the organisms to get in there and break it down. Right. The smaller the pieces. Right. Yeah. The okay. faster the breakdown. The faster the breakdown. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember years ago when we were living in the um, when we were living in the city, of course, uh, and we had a composter. I remember that I would cut up the banana peels into very small pieces because Answer. I was told, and we got compost a lot quicker. It didn't take three years because we didn't throw in the whole peels. I did a lot of reading on it and said if you cut it up, every cut that you make yeah. is a different entrance point for it to get in and break it down. The bacteria. The bacteria. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah. That's why ground beef can be dangerous because right. all that surface area for bacteria. Right. Okay. Right? So the smaller the pieces, the bigger the surface area, the faster the breakdown. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. We're going to go to our um, our next caller now. We have Sandra. And Sandra's calling from Oakville. Welcome to the Garden Show, Sandra. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, I'm calling about hydrangeas. Um, they're, I have two plants. They're by my deck, and they're lovely. The, the leaves are very uh, healthy, but I not, didn't get one bloom this year. And last year, I think on one of them, I may have gotten two blooms. What am I doing wrong? I, it might not be your fault. Do, no? do you, did yeah, you plant these plants? Yes, I did. Do you remember and, what they're called? What kind of hydrangea? They're, they're not the uh, Annabelle, is it? There's an Annabelle. It's not that one. Yeah, or, it's not that it, one. Oh, no. 
Could it be uh, Endless one Summer? Is one is pink. It's got pink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only other thing that I think I might be doing wrong, am I, it's not too far from the water hose. And when I finish my water hose, the end of it all, I sort of finish off dripping my water hose. And it, mm-hmm. am I giving it too much water? Probably not. Hydrangea like water. Oh, That's okay, where the yeah. word hydra comes from. Oh, yes. Who knew? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hydrangea likes water. Likes water. Um, okay, so tell me more about the sun. How many hours of sun are they in? Oh, it gets lots of sun. It gets the morning sun right through until about uh, 2 o'clock. Okay, that's good. It lo- it's no the blooms. The leaves are All very right. healthy. Okay, I don't necessarily think this is your fault. What has happened is the hydrangeas with the round pink or blue or purple flowers... Right. Also known as a macrophylla or big leafed uh, yes. mop head hydrangea, those varieties have been improved. And the first one to come out was called Endless Summer, which was all connected to flowers for the whole summer. But they've okay. been a bit of a bust. <laughs> they don't bloom very consistently. Some years you have no blooms, some years you'll have five or ten yeah so hard to say for mm. sure exactly what's happening there but uh i like i have no easy answer what you could do is do a bit of a google on this okay. and google endless summer uh brought to you by proven winners which is the the marketing yeah. company and breeding company and yeah. see what um suggestions there are because there's a lot of good information if i had or you know what, i'll tell I- you Later in the show, after this break, I'm going to give you a website. It's okay. all about how to make your hydrangeas bloom. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Sounds uh, good. Thank you. And I, and I want you to know, Sandra, that you are not alone. <laughs> because I actually have had, uh, I've struggled with my hydrangeas as well. And uh, then you wonder, you go, okay, if I put them in the wrong spot, and you kind of have to live with it for a little bit. Um, I'm going to give the numbers out again, uh, just while we're paused. Uh, Toronto is 416-360-0740. Or if you live outside uh, Toronto, anywhere in the province of Ontario, it is toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Okay, we are going to go now to uh, Catherine. And Catherine is calling from Waterloo. Welcome to the Garden Show, Catherine. Thank you. Good morning, Shirley. I have an infestation of fruit flies. I know years ago, I I I I, I found something that would kill them. Um, uh, it, it had to do with liquid uh, dish soap. I can't remember the other ingredient. To, I, I can I even make it easier them. because I had the same issue. The fruit fly yeah. infestation this time of year, particularly yeah. if you are a composting person. You know, yeah. you've got a bucket on the counter with banana peels. Mm-hmm. I started doing this about a month ago here because we got the crazy fruit fly clouds. So empty jar, small jar, you know, little two ounce, mm-hmm. three ounce, four ounce jar. Put a little bit of, uh, it's like a cider vinegar or a mm-hmm. wine vinegar, any kind of a vinegar that has a, a good aroma, you know, it's fruity, mm-hmm. a little bit into the jar, saran wrap over top, elastic, tight, 
and poke holes into the plastic just with like a little skewer bigger than a a needle because you need to be a big enough hole that the fruit flies can go in down very attracted to the smelly vinegar and they can't get out so before you know it you got a jar full of fruit fruit flies Mm -hmm. and then dump dump that mess and start again lasts about a week i find it's a trap yeah all right thank you okay oh you're welcome you know and they're um I hear you. They're they are Catherine frustrating, frustrating. <laughs> when you get them because you know that you're stuck with them for a handful of days. Right. Once they get out of hand. Yeah, yeah. And then you find for me, then I find that at the bottom of the bin. Oh, it's that potato that I didn't know had gone bad or, at the bottom of the. Or yeah. you find them in your coffee as yeah. you're drinking them. Like that's Lovely. the drag. Yeah. Like they're just, just protein. Like, yeah, <laughs> truly. <laughs> Bit of protein is all it is. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm. I've got a uh, an email here. We talked about Paul. We were talking about Paul Oliver uh, a little bit earlier from, um, uh, yeah, well, there we are. Um, and this was about hummingbirds. We got an email from Julia, and this came in uh, just, I guess, just a couple of weeks ago. I, f- I feed the hummingbirds every year. If I'm late putting out the feeder, they hang out by the window, reminding me it's time. Wow. They generally are here until the end of September. Haven't seen any for over a week. Have they flown the coop or are they attending a different buffet, possibly preferring wildflowers or to sugar water? So then, again, that's from from Julia. And she was writing from Ottawa, I believe. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, Great. So I read this email, but Paul had just been on the show. Right. So I thought, you know what? He knows he knows his bird. Yeah, yeah. So I forwarded it to Paul. Okay. And he responded back. And what he said was, um, so remembering this is a two-week-old email, he said, it seems this year that the adult hummingbirds began migrating a little earlier than normal, especially in Muskoka and the northern end of the Ottawa Valley. Like, he's on top of this stuff. <laughs> the mature birds leave earlier. And the juvenile hummers normally leave about the, this time. So, so the adults leave early September, juveniles usually mid-September. So then he said, but with cooler weather this week, they will likely all have started their migration uh, from the more northern areas of Ontario by the end of the week. So he said, I suspect that Julia's hummingbirds are now the adults and just started their migration a little earlier. So his thinking was that they had left already and headed south. And he also mentions it's very possible that last few years, there were some juveniles that hung around a little longer into September. But this year, with the birds being a little more mature and a few days of cool weather at the beginning of the month, that's back in September, they just headed south a little earlier. And while I was reading and writing these emails, I still had one hummingbird here. Uh, Mummy and Daddy had left. Uh, sister had left, but the the other juvenile was still here. And then the, it kind of disappeared, so we thought no point in feeding anymore. And then thought, you know what? We better leave the feeder up just in case there's more humming, hum, hummingbirds coming yep. from up north, right? Oh, they right. pass through yep. on their way south. So anyway, that was, we still have it up now, but I haven't seen okay. hummingbird in at least 10 days. No, I, I think ours was the same. They liked our uh, gladiolus. They were coming out outside our window. Yeah, we had one that regularly, but um, I think that's amazing if they were hovering around her window waiting. Oh, they'll, they'll come and like poke you in the nose. That's almost. crazy. Oh, the, the hummingbirds are amazing. They're not, like they're almost, they, they get used to humans. They like yeah, us. They do? Okay. Yeah, they like their feeders. Yeah. 
Okay, we're going to go to our next caller now, which is uh, Maureen. And Maureen is calling from North York. Welcome to the Garden Show, Maureen. Good morning, Dean. Good morning, Charlie. Uh, I, morning. I, had, I got cut off, so I'm going to speak fast. I have a packet of Black-Eyed Susan seeds. I love those flowers. And the packet says I can plant them late fall or early spring. So I want the advice of the expert. What is better? And what is late fall, by the way? <laughs> <clears throat> late fall, it means planting them late enough that... The ground is not frozen, but the weather is not so warm that they're going to germinate before winter. So when you plant in the fall a a hardy perennial like the black-eyed Susan, you scatter the seeds late enough that the seeds will sit there all winter and then grow in the spring. Or hold on to them and put them out in the spring. Main thing is prepare a seed bed, if you will, like prepare a empty bit of garden, nice soil, reasonably fertile, well-drained, right? No, not a swamp, and get those seeds scattered. And yeah, do it early spring or, or late fall would be typically November, early November, mid-November, but you never know. Every season's different. Okay, so I think I'll try the late November because I have an area where I want to put them, and you know there won't mm-hmm. be any won't be any bulbs of spring bulbs coming up there to interfere. So I'll just I'll just put them down. <laughs> good point. No, really good point because it's hard to start seeds over top of bulbs, but it's great to grow something over top of bulbs oh. because they covers their ugly leaves as they're dying down. Right. Neat. Yeah. I remember you yeah, saying that's always that. The, Go ahead, Maureen. I remember you saying that on one of your other shows. Someone was complaining about the, the yellow tulip leaves, you know, and you said to do that. <laughs> yeah, plant something. Yeah, right. And so you let those leaves die down as something else is growing up around. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And thanks, Maureen. Um, okay. Yeah, thanks so much for the call, I tell you how much I'm enjoying those Healing Garden episodes. It's just fantastic, okay. especially the one on Hawaii. I just absolutely love that. Oh, that was so much fun, which is a good point. Thank you for bringing that up. The final new episode of Healing Gardens will be airing this Monday. So whatever that is, October 2nd, 1st, um, 2nd, I think. So 9 p.m., Vision TV. Yeah, the 2nd. Brand new episode coming to you from Spain. Oh, (laughs) wow. That's that's the only thing (laughs) Are you I, I become a little envious. I, I go, really? Say. Shouldn't Robin get to go along with Batman? You know, <laughs> yeah. like doesn't he ride in the car with him? Like, come on! No, no, he stays at home washing <laughs> yeah. the backup. Car. He does, yeah, that's what I'm staying home walk, washing the backup car. Great, good for me. Okay, uh, we have to take a bit of a break. We'll be right back with much more on the Garden Show. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Hey there, welcome back to The Garden Show on Zoomer Radio. Yes, go ahead, Charlie. Yes, indeed. It's your We're, show. Okay. <laughs> and here we are. You can see me. Yeah. Man, I want to say something. Yeah, it's so nice. <laughs> Hydrangeas. Yeah. All right, just let me fiddle with my, my computer and get back to the mic. So proven winners, go to my pwcolorchoices.com. So that's my 
PW stands for proven winners, color choices, color spelt like the Americans do. Oh, right. No, you. Dot com. Gotcha. And when you go there, um, you will just, if you're not directly in the hydrangea part, go to hydrangea. They have a re- good site on why isn't my hydrangea blooming? <laughs> okay. Right. Sounds good. Okay. Let's go next to our next caller, which is Jean. And Jean is calling from Orangeville. Welcome to the Garden Show, Jean. Good morning, Charlie and Dean. I have a beautiful purple ash growing in the front yard, which is 25 years old. Not so per- beautiful right now. The purple ash has been doing a number on it, and I have a feeling it may have to come down. What could I substitute it with that has a red color in the fall and is not shallow-rooted? Okay, so did you say purple ash? It's a purple or ash. Like it's a tree. ash tree. Mm-hmm. With purple leaves. Well, they look red. They look red in the fall. So I thought it was a purple ash, maybe not. But it has a red color in the fall. It looks beautiful. It's not a maple. No, no, it's an ash. Okay. Ash, maybe like they A S H ash trees. I don't know if any that are purple leaved, but they do. There's white ash would tend to go kind of purplish later in the uh, season. So has it been infested by emerald ash borers? Is that it why has. it has to come it, down? Yes, it, it has. Uh, I've had it treated with the triazan. It's, uh, as I say, it's 25 years old. We've had it treated with the triazan, but it's got it's lost a lot of uh, branches right now. And I just have a feeling it's, it, you know, it's going to have to come down. I want something that's right. going to make red color in the fall. And uh, but it's not shallow rooted like this one was. It's terrible for cutting the lawn with all these roots up on the surface. Okay, that's another whole thing about why there's roots on the surface. Many there's quite a few trees that turn purple or red. You, you don't want red. You want purple. It doesn't matter. I don't care as long as it's got a nice color in the fall. Color. <laughs> and front yard. The, yeah, I was thinking about the red maple, but I think it's shallow rooted too. No, you, red maple would be lovely. Um, it's a more of a question of space. I mean, an ash that you're losing does become a large tree. So if you've had it for 25 years, it's probably 25 feet tall or more or and wide. So right. out there, there's many kinds of maple. Red maple, there's a lot of improvements on the red maples where they've put together silver maple and red maple oh, and I come up with these maple. hybrids. I don't want that one. It's terrible. You don't like that one? I don't like the silver maple, no. <laughs> no, no, it's not a silver maple. Because silver maples are quite messy and grow too fast and don't give you any fall color. But they crossed silver maple with red maple, and you end up with a fairly fast-growing red maple. Anyway, it's, it's just a thought. There's oak. Gives, the red oak gives you beautiful red fall color. I'll be showing Dean my red oak later today. Another red, I'm going to have to flash my brains. I mean, <clears throat> I'm looking straight out my window on my office. I have a Katsura with a K, Kat, K-A-T, Sura, S-U-R-A. Okay. This year, because of the drought, we're not getting a lot of great color. But if I'd had a little more water available, this tree would be the color of marmalade. 
it's really pretty apricot color when it's allowed to go its own, you know, its natural color. Um, but yeah, maples are always one of your bests. Uh, work with that. And um, if you want to send me an email, c.dobbin at mzmedia.com, uh, I can send you some other suggestions. Okay, okay, I'll go and I'll, with that. Yeah, okay. And I'll give that email out again at the end of the show. And also, if Charlie uh, thinks of any other trees by the end of the show, she'll mention it on air as well. Okay? So, uh, very good. Thank good you luck. very much. Yeah, thanks for the call there, Gene. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's uh, quickly squeeze another. We're going to go to Kim. Kim in Bradford. Okay, uh, welcome morning. to the Garden Show, Kim. Hi, good morning. I have a red maple that ha- and other red maples, maples in my neighborhood have white spots. Mm-hmm. And the leaves are looking, some of the leaves are looking quite wilty. So it's not just mine, which makes me feel a little bit better, but I'm just wondering what that might be. Okay, so the white spots, looks like white powder, yeah. is powdery mildew. And this yeah. has been a bumper year for powdery mildew because of all the high humidity. So we had all the moisture through July and August, high temperatures, high humidity. The urban trees really suffered, and I think it's partially because they don't have great air circulation. Uh, Often in an urban environment, you've got tall buildings, fences, neighbors, houses, not a lot of air, so fungal disease grows, and the maples are very susceptible, and don't worry, the leaves are going to drop soon anyway, and next year's a whole new year, whole new set of leaves. Yeah, okay. Okay. okay, great. Thank you. Okay, yeah, thanks uh, Thanks for the call there, Kim. Okay, um, we have to take our next break. We'll be right back with much more on The Garden Show. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Yes, we are back here on the Garden Show on Zuma Radio, and uh, Charlie. Uh, not that this will necessarily uh, give the last caller who was looking for the or two callers ago. I guess it was um, Gene in Orangeville looking for that replacement tree. But what is the one that has all the the fluffy little spongy? They're sometimes red or crimsony color. They're, they're leaves, but they look like they've got lichen on them or something like that. They're puffy, puffy the trees. No, they're puffy like they have puff balls or on the trees. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Never mind. <laughs> Yeah, here I'm throwing right back at you. <laughs> this, Robin, just Robin, go. Wash just the go. Car. Okay. I'll go wash the car. I'll just introduce the next caller. Okay, we have on the line, we have who I was referring to earlier. We're going to Belleville. We have Marilyn on the line. She's Hi, a welcome. Neighbor. Yeah, welcome to the garden show, Marilyn. Hello. 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 There you are. Morning. Let's go ahead. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead with your question. Okay. No worries. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the, uh, are we, we're having a technical issue, I think, with uh, we're just not hearing or they're not hearing us. Uh, but uh, that tree, I'm trying to figure out what the fluffy tree was. So we had one in <laughs> our tree, backyard. A tree with fluffy fruit is what it would have been. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, the leaves weren't fluffy, were they? No, it's not the leaves. It had leaves, but then it also had, it looked like puffballs on it as well. Little, uh, I'll figure out what it is. Puffballs. So. But that's the fruit. I mean, growing on the tree growing on the or tree. the bark? No, growing on the tree. Okay, that's growing the, on the tree. Fruit. Okay. Uh, maybe okay. it was like a horse chestnut? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> chestnut trees I do like. Now, you had some, you had looked up some trees. Well, I just, because sometimes when people call yeah. and want 
information and it's not always in my brain. Yeah. Not as fully as I'd like it to be. Um, it was uh, Jean who wondered about a, a nice fall color tree to replace her dying ash tree which her current ash okay. turns purple and she loves the fall color. So in front of me, I have my favorite all time author, Michael Durr. He is the grandfather of all tree books. And oh, okay. he's, he's unbelievable. So this is Durr's hardy trees and shrubs. And uh, I just quickly looked up fall color. And of course, lots and lots of maples, oaks are mentioned, dogwood, hawthorn, beech, um, I've got here linden. I mean, some of these give yellow, but she was looking specifically for red. Um, you know what's a great tree? Something called Persian ironwood. So that's the common name, okay. Persian ironwood. The, I'll show you mine. I have two. I'll show you later. The leaves are every color of the rainbow. Oh, right now. oh my goodness. We've got orange, we've got red, we've got purple and green all happening at the same time. It's like a it's like a, a circus. Okay, love it. Let's go to uh, Leslie. We have Leslie on the line from Hamilton. Okay, welcome to the Garden Show, Leslie. Hi. Um, I did want to talk about hydrangeas just like somebody else. But I have a different question. I had two. I planted them brand new this year. They're sort of beside each other, um, like three feet between them. One had tons of blooms. The other one, only two. Is it the plant? Mm, could be. Since you just planted them this year, can you tell me yeah. what exact uh, they, cultivars you bought? The lime something lime. Oh, little lime. Or lime light or something like that. Yes. Okay, so that's a very different kind of hydrangea than what we were talking about earlier. The hydrangeas that are the paniculata, so they have the conical flowers instead of yes. the round flowers. So the conical yes. flowers are plants like your lime light or little lime or little lamb. There's a bunch of them. Full sun. If they're not giving you tons of bloom, you need more sun, six hours okay. minimum, direct sunlight. Uh, okay. Double check your tags. They, you might need them further than three feet apart because they get big. Oh, Full sun, okay. well-drained soil, and do not keep them soggy. Water thoroughly. Uh, once a week, they need about an inch of water every week. That's it. And they should okay. be in full bloom right now. Okay. okay. And oh, and okay. when do I cut all the blooms off or do I leave them? Leave them till next spring. Next spring, you'll cut them everything off and you'll shape the plant so that it'll grow into another beautiful shape with lots of flowers okay. at the end of next summer. Okay. okay. Um, and, and you one are first thing before I hang I'd like up. to welcome you to uh, the show. Yeah, there you go. That uh, There are your garden wings there. We wanted to make sure you got those. Thanks for calling. Okay. And I think we're, we're going to try and squeeze in. We've got one last call. We're going to try and squeeze in Jenny. And uh, Jenny's calling from St. Catharines. Welcome to the Garden Show, Jenny. Good morning. Um, I got a quick question. Well, not really. Uh, it's called, I, I found a plant. It was bent. It's called a speckled spur flower. Somebody told me it comes from a Guiana. I staked it and everything, made it a splint, and now it's growing. And it's beautiful. It looks like a topiary. I'm wondering, I guess it ain't going to make it out, live outside, so I'll have to bring it in for the winter. 
but I'm just wondering anything about it. He gave me the Latin name or whatever. I don't know if you want that. It's P-L-E-C-T-R-A-N-T-H-U-S, and then C-I-L-I-A-T-U-S. All right. Whatever this is, this is good. All right. Leave that with me because we are, I believe, yeah. have mere seconds left. So let's say next week, top of the show, start right off with answering Jenny's question about her speckled spur flower, a form of plectranthus. Right. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Dean, for being here in the home studio. Doesn't get more fun than this, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> and now we get to go for our second cup of coffee and walk through Charlie <laughs> Dobbins' garden. Of- <laughs> yeah. And I'll make us some breakfast. Beautiful. And then you're off to Coburg to do another version of. Yeah, another another uh, show of uh, Tom Thompson's Wake. Yeah, yeah, happening at Victoria Hall in Coburg tonight. It was very yeah. fun seeing a whole different side of Dean Hall Great. last night. Well, it was fun to have you there yeah. and Elliot yeah, and, and your daughter. Yeah, it was no, no, great. And my yeah. friend Heather. So yeah, it was very, very good. So thanks, Dean. Thanks, great callers. Thanks, Ashley. Couldn't do any of this without you. See you again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.